One race, one car, three drivers. We'll tell you that story today, plus get you ready for a busy dirt racing weekend. Let's go. It's Friday, July 29th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. So we're going to start your Friday off with a little story time from Lincoln Park Speedway last night. Thomas Meserol is not a regular competitor on the USAC Sprint Car side, but we have seen him a bunch this season. He raced in Florida to start the year and during Eastern Storm, but he did that driving for uh, Chris Dyson. Over the last few weeks, though, when Timez has driven with the series, it's been with Jack Yaley and the Yaley Petty Number no. 2 car. Team has grabbed three top 10s at Houston's with a third, a seventh, and an eighth, and that included leading laps uh, on July 8th before he ended up finishing third. Definitely a very solid week up there at Houston's, but if you fast forward to Indiana Sprint Week, things haven't gone quite as well for that driver and team pairing. Team has did make the feature in the opening race at Gas City, finishing 15th, but not showing quite the same pace we'd seen at Houston's. And when Sprint Week moved to Circle City on Monday, things were still going okay. Team has qualified 18th, but he ended up pulling off during his heat race after leading that early on. And when, then we didn't see the two car for the rest of the night. No C main, no B main, no feature. On Tuesday at Kokomo, Meserol ended up the evening 16th in the B main after just missing a feature transfer spot by one in his heat race. He ended up in an incident in that B. Uh, he was spun out after some other guys crashed as well, and he just took the car to the truck afterwards. I don't know if there was any damage to the car or if he just decided it wasn't worth it to try to drive back through the field. So now you have the background on Meserol's recent history in the two car. Now, let's get weird. Just before 4.30 p.m. yesterday afternoon, Team S tweeted that he arrived to Lincoln Park Speedway to find the team fitting a new seat into that car for driver Anton Hernandez. Meserol said it wasn't the first time he'd been fired during sprint week and that, quote, apparently I don't drive the car hard enough, unquote. So the night's program starts. Uh, there was rain threatening on the evening. Uh, they get through damn near all of qualifying before the raindrops start uh, to fall, but there were still just a few cars that hadn't taken time yet. So when things were stopped, Hernandez was way down the order, 46th quick, while Kyle Cummins was fast time. And now you're saying, but Justin, what does Kyle Cummins have to do with Timez and Hernandez? Well, let's get into that. So USAC waits out the rain, then works the track back into racing condition and restarts the program. During hot laps, the series tweeted that Cummins had scratched for the night with engine issues. And then curiously, in the final hot lap group, there was no Hernandez on track in his scheduled place. We then get into qualifying and onto the track rolls the Yaley Petty 2 car. Only this time, it's not Timez, it's not Anton, but instead Kyle Cummins in the car. Uh, Kyle Cummins, or uh, Anton Hernandez also tweeted, well, that was fast uh, with, with nothing else there. I love that. But things don't go much better for Kyle, though, than they did for Anton in the first qualifying session with the two car ending up 46th of 50th cars to take time. An 11th place finish in the heat race, followed by an 8th in the C-Main, and then the night is done for the Yaley Petty 2 team. An incredibly strange situation with a car owner deciding to make two driver swaps in the course of a few hours during one racing program. I don't know that I've ever even heard of a situation like that where three guys thought they were the driver of one car in a single night. And in some of the replies on Twitter, there were folks who didn't seem too surprised by the car owner's moves. Uh, and I don't know what went into the decisions, but this was an incredibly big mess. I, I, I haven't been a fan long enough to understand, uh, you know, any sort of backstory, any sort of history here. But uh, a lot of people uh, seem to not be shocked here. 
And what happens with that car tonight and for the rest of the week is anyone's guess. Uh, later on in the evening, Mitchell Moles bagged his second career USAC National Sprint car victory, leading 29 of the 30 laps. He did get a little help with a late caution that put him back to the lead after Brady Bacon had gotten around him. In the end, Moles topped Jaden Rogers and Bacon on the night for the win. Series and Sprint Week points leader Justin Grant had a 14th to 5th run, and he stays on top of the standings headed to Bloomington tonight. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula likes Cummins tonight. I'll go Bacon, and I guess it'll like Cummins uh, if he shows up and has a new engine. Uh, you can watch the remainder of Sprint Week all weekend long over on Flow Racing. At Fairbury this weekend, the 50,000 win Prairie Dirt Classic for the Word of Outlaws Lay Model Series takes center stage in the Lay Model world. Tonight, the competitors will qualify and run four 25-lap 3,000 uh, 3, to win showdowns to help Saturday night's uh, field get set. And then Saturday, they'll have three last chance races. Those will add the final starters to the 100-lap main event for the big money. This weekend is also the, the finale for the modified national season, so you'll see a lot of those guys uh, racing tonight as well. Dennis Herb Jr. continues to lead the Outlaw Championship standings by a fairly wide mar uh, margin over Max Blair and Tanner English. The focus this weekend, though, will be all about the racing and that money. Kyle Larson is the defending PDC winner, and this victory one year ago was Larson's first late model crown jewels score. With the cup cars not far away in Indy, Larson will be in the field uh, this weekend with the Rumley Six to defend the crown. On top of the outlaw full-timers, other names you can expect to see tonight include Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Ricky Thornton Jr., Tyler Erb, Mike Marler, Jimmy Owens. And then a lot of the regional favorites will be there as well. Guys like Jason Fager, Ryan Unzicker, McKay Wanger, Shannon Babb. And this event drew 74 cars last season. We should have a big field again coming up. The prediction formula is favoring Larson here because of that win last season, but I think I'm going to pick Marler. You know, it's been a bit since Larson was in a late model, so you're not sure what he's going to be able to do. Not that he's not going to be fast. I'm sure he will be. But Marler was second to Shepard in this race back in 2019, and he's been really strong lately. He's obviously a guy we've mentioned a few times. If you can't be at Fairbury, which should probably be on your bucket list of tracks, as uh, this event should be on your bucket list of events, you can watch live all weekend long over on Dirt Vision. Up in New York on Saturday and Sunday, the Word of Outlaws sprint cars are inbound to Weed Sports Speedway for two nights of racing. Following Williams Grove, Brad Sweet did extend his points lead with David Gravel and Sheldon Hoddenshield in tow. From Carson Macedo in fourth on back, though, everyone trails Sweet by triple digits or more. Gravel is the most recent winner at Weed Sport back in July of last year, while Brent Marks was a winner there in 2018. Both shows this weekend are 10,000 a win, and then following these two nights, the focus then shifts back to the Midwest with the Ironman 55 at Peebley and the Knoxville Nationals coming up. The prediction formula favors Sweet for Saturday, and I think I'll agree here. That Williams Grove win could be the boost that team needed to really start knocking down some more victories as they chase this championship. If you aren't headed to Weed Sport this weekend, you can watch live over on Dervision. And last night's racing was rained out, but the All-Stars are back at it tonight at I-70 Motorsports Park for the race Rudine Foundation race. The series also has a date with Knoxville on Saturday night as well. Zeb Wise is the defending winner of this event, but one year ago it was at Kokomo and not I-70. Wise is now driving for the Rudine team though, so he, uh, if he could repeat that win, it would be a big night for that squad. Tyler Courtney is doing a nice job working on that championship defense, and he leads Justin Peck by 100 points coming into the weekend. Brian Brown won the I-70 race with the All-Stars in 2021, and he'll be in attendance tonight, but the formula likes the hot hand in Courtney, and I think I'll just go with that pick as well. The All-Stars will be live on Flow Racing both nights. In other results from Thursday, Matt Shepard topped Anthony Perego and Max McLaughlin at Orange County Fair with the Super Dirt Car Series. Shepard extended his points lead with his third win of the season. Matt Covington led all 25 laps at 81 Speedway to handle the ASCS Speedweek event. It was his second win of 2022, and he topped Wayne Johnson and Tim Crawley. 
Johnson now leads the ASCS points with Blake Hahn finishing 13th last night. Hahn is 19 out while Crawley is 27 back. Speed Week close at, uh, closes out over the weekend with the upcoming shows at Creek County and Salina. That happens Friday and Saturday. And with the Southern Nationals, David Payne won a rain-shortened feature at Tri-County last night. He topped Brandon Overton and Peyton Freeman. Tonight's race at Boyd's has already been canceled because of weather, so that means Corey Hedgecock will take his slight 12-point lead for the championship to Tazewell on Saturday for the 10,000-to-win finale. Before we shut it down for the week, one news item for you from the Lucas Oil Land Model Dirt Series, as reported by Dirt on Dirt. After nearly five years as an official with the series, the Kentucky Colonel Steve Francis has departed his role as the Lucas Tech Director. He told Kevin Kovac that he doesn't want to travel as much as he had been, and that he's going to take some time off before finding his next role in dirt lay model racing. His wife, Amanda, is also leaving the series. She'd been handling their social media accounts. No word yet on who might replace Francis in the position. As is the usual, the streaming schedule is busy for the next few days. Well over 40 different races to watch tonight with plenty more to come over the weekend. That includes both World of Outlaws series on Dirtvision, the All-Stars, ASCS, USAC, and more on Flow Racing, plus shows on the Cushion, Racing Dirt, Fast 4, and a bunch of local and regional racing on Speedsport. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. It's wild to me how popular the streaming schedule has become. It's neck and neck with the main page at dirttracker.com for most viewed single part of the website. That was definitely not the case in 2021. So pretty cool that you guys use it that much and to see the growth of that page. That's it for the show today. Enjoy the Dirt Racing Weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 